Good. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice, you're like, who's this lady? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like making sure you have your articles of incorporation, getting your EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, uh, making sure you have, um, excuse me, contract templates for clients and partners uh, so you don't get left holding the bag, uh, making sure that um, that you have proper hiring and training strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination, and brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas. I can help you with these things and much, much more if you're wondering why I'm qualified. Um, I am a licensed attorney, have been one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. Okay. So this is, um, what I'm here to help you with. So if you're in the startup phase of your business and you need some help, you know, getting your ducks in a row, if you're trying to get your products into big box stores, if you are trying to build business credit, if you're trying to get business loans, if you're trying to collaborate with larger brands, this requires you to be a legitimate business. So let me help you help yourself. All right. So book a free 50 minute consultation. You can do that by going to linktree forward slash MPL consulting on Instagram. And it's all over my page on Facebook. Um, yes. Uh, what else? The tree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can download the free business, your dream business in seven days or less. Um, that is all link tree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast because you're not going to be able to make every live episode, but you can always catch up at your leisure on, um, you know, on YouTube or on the podcast. So you can either watch it or listen to it. Uh, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can access uh, show merch, okay? Like, um, we have a lot of loyal followers to the show, so if you want a t-shirt or you want a mug, especially it's holiday season, um, if you know someone watches this show and, you know, they enjoy it, pick up something for them, okay? Um, and Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can get many of my digital products. So for the month of November, we are focusing on store policies um, and insurance and, you know, protecting your business. So for those of you, particularly if you own a craft shop, I have created a, um, a guide of store policies that you should have that are fully customizable so that you can, you know, set the rules out ahead of time for your clients. So you're not, you know, going back and forth and possibly being left holding the bag because your client didn't know what the rules were to shop with you. Okay. Um, so yeah, link to forward slash NPL consulting firm for all things having to do with me. Hold on. Instagram is being a little bit. Instagram is being a little bit testy. 
Um, hold on. Okay, there we go. All right. So, yeah, so that is uh, the business side. We have covered that. So now we can get to the, uh, the reason why we are here. All right. For the, anybody who's watching, just in case you are new, uh, this is how the show works. I pull stories from the news, stories from blog sites, stories that you lovely people send to me. Um, and I pull the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we talk about them. Okay, so this is the time for you to get involved. Uh, don't be shy. Ask your questions. Give me your comments. Hello, Canna Cape Cod. Um, ask your questions. Give your comments. It's so much more fun if you're interactive. Um, guys, Canna Cape Cod DC just came in. If you are looking for an amazing, all-inclusive stay in the heart of DC, I really encourage you to check them out. It is black woman owned, um, and it is an amazing experience. Um, so go check out Canna Cape Cod DC. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so those are all of my intros. Um, and now we can get to the show. All right. Um, so again, before we even get to the stories, I want to remind you guys, especially my people who make things, my creatives, it's holiday time. People are going to be commissioning things from you. You want to make sure that you have your policies in order ahead of time. You shouldn't be discussing your return policy when someone is asking for their money back. They should know what your return policy is ahead of time. They should know what your warranties are. They should know what your payment plan looks like. So if you need help with setting those things up, make sure you pick up policies every craft shop owner needs. Um, it is the first link in my, um, the first link when you go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. All right. Okay. So let's get to our stories, all right? Um, if you have heard of Republic Records, if you have heard of Republic Records, please give me a, a music emoji, any type of music emoji. It can be an instrument, musical notes. If you have ever heard of Republic Records, give me some type of musical emoji, all right? If you have not heard of Republic Records. Republic Records, they um, manage the catalogs of artists such as, hey, Margaret. Um, they manage the catalogs of artists such as, okay, okay, Canna Cape Cod. They manage Taylor Swift, Drake, Stevie Wonder, and much more. So they're no slouch. I've heard of Republic Records before they're out there, right? Um, and, um, you know, they, uh, they have a lot of intellectual property in their hands. Because they manage so many artists, they have a lot of copyrights and things that, you know, that, that brings them in a lot of money and a lot of trademarks that bring them in a lot of money. Um, well, uh, oh, and also Republic Records, they are trying to get into the NFT business, right? I'm sure you guys have been hearing about NFTs and you're like, what the heck is an NFT? Um, so I'm not an expert, so I'm giving you the very simple explanation that I was able to glean from my, you know, little bit of research. An NFT, from what I can gather, is essentially a certificate of authenticity, uh, that you can purchase for, you know, a piece of art or a piece of music or something like that, right? And it's, it's, uh, this certificate of authenticity is stored in the blockchain and you are the only one who owns it. Um, that's about as, 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 uh, in depth as I can get with it. Uh, if you, if you want me to do an NFT class, let me know and I can find an expert to come on here and talk about NFTs with us. Okay. 
Anyway, Republic Records, they're trying to get into the NFT business probably for, you know, special releases for, for um, the list of artists on their roster, okay? The problem is a, a, a company in 2016 started up. This company has been calling themselves Republic Investments, okay? They are, like their name, they are an investment firm. Um, they specialize in helping people invest in cryptocurrency, real estate, video games, and they also invest in startups. Uh, with this company, Republic Investments, you can also buy... Hi, Jarek. Oh, hey, Jarek. Hi, Jumi. Hi, G. Um, yes, so... With uh, Republic Investments, they are also in the business of helping people invest in NFTs. Hello, Lucy723, right? Um, NFTs for uh, unreleased songs. And when you buy these NFTs, you can collect royalties. You can get perks. You can win tickets and merchandise when, you know, the songs that you have NS NFTs to are... Um, are, are are streamed. So, uh, thank you. So, if you, let's say you, you buy an NFT for an unreleased Drake song, right? Or a, a, a rare Drake song, and that song gets played somewhere, or it's licensed out to another company. Basically, as an investor in that Drake NFT, you would get, you know, some type of perk, whether it be money, whether it be merchandise, whether it be, you know, tickets, things like that. So this is what Republic Investments is getting into. And Republic Records is very worried. Republic Records, hey, 76 Grim K, they have sued Republic Investments for trademark infringement. They are saying, look, Republic Investments, we are totally okay with helping you people invest in cryptocurrency, real estate, video games, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to the music industry, that is our lane. So for you to be helping people invest in NFTs having to do with music, you are stepping on our toes. So Republic Records is suing Republic Investments for trademark infringement. They're saying that there has already been confusion within the music industry that, you know, higher ups in the music industry are getting confused between Republic Records and Republic Investments. Remember, I said Republic Records, even though they're a record label, they're still, they're getting into NFTs, right? So they're trying to NFT, uh, you know, the, the, the artist's work. And Republic Investments, they are also helping people invest in NFTs. So I want to know from you guys, do you think that there is a possibility of confusion from, from what you've heard between Republic Records and Republic Investments? Republic Records isn't trying to shut Republic Investments down. They're just trying to exclude Republic Investments from doing investments that have to do with musical music or NFTs or, or whatever, um, you know, in that range, in that industry, because that is already in an industry that is covered by Republic Records. So do you think that there is room for Republic Records and Republic Investments when it comes to investing in musical NFTs? You're confused, right? Okay. So, Okay. 76 Grim K said she's confused, um, and, and this is what Republic Records doesn't want. So 76 Grim K, I think you came in a little late, so I'm going to give you the rundown just very quickly. We have Republic Records. They manage Taylor Swift, 
Drake, Stevie Wonder, and more. You have Republic Investments. They help people invest in different things, including music NFTs. We just explained that NFTs are basically like certificates of authenticity for pieces of art or music and things like that. Republic Records does not want Republic Investments to get into the music area because Republic Records themselves is trying to get into NFTs. So they are suing Republic Investments for trademark infringement, right? And um, from what I from what I see from these answers, you guys are already confused, right? So I think Republic Records, they are doing their due diligence here. They are defending their mark. 76 Grimcase said it's too similar. It is very similar, especially if you plan on doing some of the same things. Because how, how do I know, as a person who may not be that familiar with the music industry, whether Republic Records or Republic Investments, do I know whether they're related to each other? Do I know whether they have the right to sell these things? So Republic Records is trying to basically wall off the musical NFT area from Republic Investments, right? Um, hello, Lee, the clean theory. And this is why when you are choosing, uh, you know, your logos, your business names, uh, you know, your, um, your trade names, you want to make sure that you are unique. You don't want to be confused out here with another brand. One, because you don't want to be hit with a trademark infringement suit. And two, you don't, what if someone has a, a lower quality, um, you know, service or good than what you're offering? You don't want to be, uh, you know, confused with them, right? You want to make sure that when people hear your business name, they think of you and you alone, and they think of high-quality goods and services. So Republic Records is trying to remove Republic investments from the musical NFT space, okay? Um, now, if you guys know somebody who knows NFTs, who can come on here and give us a real rundown and not this two-year-old definition that I gave y'all, please DM me because I would love a crash course in NFTs. All right. Okay. Um, so do we have any questions about that, about Republic records versus Republic investments? Margaret and 76 Grimke, I know you guys said that you were confused. Have I cleared up the confusion for you? Let me know. A, A, let me know. Okay. Um, let me know. Should I have, uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, so if we don't have any more questions about that story, I'm going to move on to the next one. All right. 76 Grimcase said I cleared it up. Awesome. Glad I did that. Um, thank you, Margaret. Okay. Next story. Um, if you have ever heard of the video game Doom, if you have ever heard of the video game Doom, give me a video game controller emoji. If you've ever heard of the video game Doom, D-O-O-M, give me a video game emoji, okay? Um, Doom, there was a movie that, and I use the term loosely, movie, that was uh, based off of the game Doom. It starred Dwayne Johnson. Um, I mean, it was, you know, your typical shoot 'em up whatever. Um, it was, it was okay, right? 
wasn't anything to write home about. Hello, Leak Lock. Um, yes. Uh, Seven Sisters Grimkai said, nope, not a gamer. That's fine. Um, well, uh, even if you haven't played the game, Doom was a popular game not too long ago. I'm sure it's still out there and you can play it, right? But, um, thank you, Jarek. Thank you, Jarek. So you've heard of Doom. Um, recently there's been a term that has come into the vernacular. If you have heard of the term doom scrolling, if you have heard of the term doom scrolling, please give me a D in the comments. If you have heard of the term doom scrolling, please give me a D in the comments. And doom scrolling, it's basically when you're just kind of scrolling mindlessly through your social media and, you know, you're just taking in all this information, you're not really, like, present. If you've ever heard of doom scrolling, give me a D in the comments. <coughs> okay? Um, well, uh, even if you have not heard of the phrase doom scrolling, it's something that's becoming more popular. I've heard it pretty often in, in the last couple of months, right? Well, um, there is a, a, a thrash metal band that is led by a gentleman by the name of Dustin Mitchell. And Dustin Mitchell is trying to trademark, never heard the phrase? Okay. Um, Dustin Mitchell is trying to trademark the word doom scroll for his band name. Um, so, you know, he filed his trademark application with the USPTO, but the creators of the Doom video game are opposing this trademark. Now, when I read this article, they are not necessarily afraid that there's going to be, um, you know, a false association between their video game and this metal band, but as a precaution, because they have a trademark on the word Doom, they want to make sure that they zealously defend their mark. So they are saying, hey, Doom Scroll, we're pretty sure there's not going to be, you know, a whole lot of confusion. But just in case, we want to put you on notice that, that we know what you're trying to do out here. And we're not, like, totally opposing you, but we want to make sure that you don't step on our toes. So the people who make the Doom game, they have filed, you know, an opposition not to literally block the name, but just so that there is a record there saying that, hey, we, we you know, we uh, just want to make sure that you guys know that this has nothing to do with us. So they have, um, so they have, a. Uh, uh, um, filed an opposition just to zealously defend their mark. Now, this is not as bad as, you know, some of the stories we've heard about Monster Energy Drink or some of these other brands that try to, to bully smaller brands, you know, with their trademark, right? Doom is just saying, look, we're putting you on notice just so, you know, there's, there's not a problem here. But do you guys think, um, <laughs> Seventy-six Grimkin said, "What are y'all doing in these trademark streets?" <laughs> so, do you guys think that there is a possibility of confusion between Doom the video game and Doom Scroll the thrash metal band? Is there a possibility of confusion between Doom 
the video game and Doom the and Doom Scroll the Thrash Metal Band. What y'all think? Hey, hey, hey. What y'all think? Um, Jarek said no, absolutely not, absolutely not. Okay, yeah, I don't think that there is a big um, a, a big possibility of confusion unless the people who make Doom somehow, you know, contracted with Doom Scroll to do some type of, I don't know, score for for Doom, which I doubt because do they even make the Doom game anymore? Anyway, I'm I'm getting off track, but the Doom people aren't necessarily that concerned about confusion, they just want to, you know, make it known that there is a difference, okay? Jarek said, it's a very different industry. 76 Grimke said, I don't see it. I don't see it either. I think this was just kind of a cautionary thing. Um, I think it's just one step below, like, Monster Energy Drink, because Monster Energy Energy Drink, if they even think you're trying to use an M in your logo, maybe, like, trademark infringement for no reason. Um, but I, I, um, I don't think that they're actually going to try to, uh, try to oppose this trademark. I think it's just a matter of them, you know, securing their space. All right. Okay. Before we move on to our final two stories, I want to remind you guys that you are watching, uh, NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through, uh, Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you are looking for some legal guidance, or if you are trying to, um, you know, build business credit, get a business loan, uh, get your products into big box stores, uh, get into federal contracting, any of those major moves that you're trying to do with your business, you need to make sure that your business is legitimized. Uh, and those are things that I can help you with. So go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and book your free 15 minute consultation today. Okay. Um, all right, moving on to our next story of the evening. Um, if you have ever owned a pair of vans, if you have ever owned a pair of vans, give me a V in the comments. Okay. If you've ever owned a pair of vans, give me a V in the comments. Now, um, a while ago we did a story, um, vans had sued Target, um, for, trade dress infringement because Target was selling a shoe that was very, very similar. Thank you, Jarek. Um, that was very, very similar to a van shoe. And you know, it was the, uh, 76 Grimke said, yuck, they look uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Oh, if you, um, guys, if, uh, if you want to take a look real quick, go through my stories. I have, um, a picture of Vans, uh, it's basically an infringement suit between Vans and Target. Um, you can check out the picture. But yeah, um, Vans a while ago had sued Target for trademark infringement for a particular shoe. It was a black kind of suede shoe with white soles and white laces and had like a white curvy stripe design on the side. And uh, Target had made one that was eerily similar to Vans. Well, apparently Target isn't done. Um, high IG safety is key. Apparently, Target is not done. They have, um, uh, uh, what is it? Vans has sued Target again. Vans has come out with two other designs of shoes that they say Target is shamelessly 
uh, um, ripping off the design on. And they are suing them for trade dress infringement. So, hi, Fat Wayne. I want you guys to go look in my stories. Look at the sneakers that I have put in there. It should be like one of the, um, it should, um, it's one of the too close for comfort pictures. I want you to go look at those shoes and let me know. Is Target, is Target really copying Vans or is Vans doing too much? I want to know from you guys. Do you think, hi Snooty Fox, is Vans doing too much or is Target really just ripping off their designs? I can't lie. The original shoe that Vans sued Target for, those shoes looked so similar. I would see them out in the street and I couldn't tell one from the other. But I want to know from you guys, as an audience of, you know, reasonable people, if you see these, these shoes, you can see them in my stories and you see them next to each other, is Target targeting Vans shoes and ripping off their designs or is this just an unfortunate coincidence? Uh, Snooty Fox said Target's stealing, Target steals everybody's shoes. Um, oh, <laughs> Target steals everybody. You know, I, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. Target, Target makes some nice knockoffs, right? Um, usually if you can't, if, uh, Target is where we go to get something similar to what we might want from a more expensive store. But these particular shoes that Vans makes, right? Do we think that, um, are, are, is it too close? Is Target copying them or is this, or is, is Vans just kind of doing too much? What do you think? Y'all, I am thirsty. Okay. What do you think? Are the shoes too similar or... Does Vans need to go on somewhere? For me, I am, Snooty Fox, I'm with you. I mean, that's the whole reason why Target is so, is so popular. 76 Grimka said she's Team Van. Um, Snooty Fox said, I haven't even seen the shoe and I'll say Target copied. Go check it out. Go check it out. You know, I know you, you a fashionista over there. Give me your professional opinion, okay? Um, but yeah. This is a recurring problem in the fashion industry. I tell you guys all the time, it's really hard to get intellectual property in the fashion industry because clothing is considered, you know, common unless you create a specific design or, or fabric or something like that, you really can't get a whole lot of protections. So Vans apparently has gone to the lengths of getting that intellectual property protection from their shoes, and apparently it's a good idea because you have, you know, lower cost brands like Target that are out here basically just ripping off their ideas. Margaret said it looks similar, right? Um, so yeah, so Vans is doing the exact right thing. They are protecting their intellectual property. They got protection for the designs of their shoe and they are telling the court, Hey, we need you to enforce this trade dress because we spent the money to protect the shoe design. Tell them to stop it. So, um, so we will wait and see. I'm pretty sure that Target and Vans are going to settle. Um, that's usually how these things, um, end up. Jarek said Vans needs to get that money. Um, I, some money will change hands. I can, um, usually what happens with this 
is like they'll settle and then they'll both go to the court and they'll say, oh, you know, we've come to an agreement. We're going to dismiss this case with prejudice. And usually, you know, the, the offending party agrees not to sell the products anymore and cuts the other side a check. Um, but again, this is to remind you guys that you, nobody is above being, uh, you know, jacked for their intellectual property. This is why it's important for you to get your trademarks and your copyrights. Because whether you are big, whether you are small, somebody is out there waiting to steal your business idea, okay? Um, and you don't want to have to not only fight this person for using your intellectual property, but then on top of that, you don't want to also have to prove that it's yours in the first place because you didn't get your intellectual property in order. Okay. So save yourself some of the trouble, secure your intellectual property early. So you don't have to prove that it's yours in the first place. Okay. All right. And, uh, the last story that we are covering this evening, okay? If you are a fan of The Office, if you, or if you were a fan, if you were slash are a fan of The Office, give me a desk emoji. If you were slash are a fan of The Office, give me a desk emoji. Okay? Give me the desk Mm, 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 mm. Give me the desk. Give me the desk. None of y'all like The Office? Michael, what was it? Michael Scott, Dunder Mifflin, Dwight Schrute, and the Beat Farm? Y'all didn't like The Office? Okay, whatever. Fine. Um, if you did, I guess, I guess I'm the only one who liked The Office. Uh, if you didn't know, The Office was a comedy series. It was, um, you're not a fan, Margaret? Okay. It it was, uh, based off of a British series. Um, it did very well in the States. Uh, it had some memorable characters. Um, 76 Grimke said it was okay. Y'all are some Office haters! Jared, Jared put desk in some asterisks. Okay. Thank you, Jared. Well, um, if you, uh, Margaret said, I like Superstore. Okay. You, you like, um, the office, Jared. Cool. All right. So whether you loved or hated the office, um, there was a, there was, um, you couldn't find the decimals. There, there was a care, not a character. There was a cast member on there. I don't remember his character's name, but BJ Novak, he was, um, he was Mindy Kaling's love interest in the office. Mindy Kaling, she was, um, she was the Indian castmate. She's super cute. Um, but she was dating, this guy in the office, his real name is BJ Novak. If Jarek, if you remember what his name is, can you put it in the comments, please? Um, but yeah, BJ Novak has a very funny problem happening. Um, on random items, particularly on, you know, sites like, uh, AliExpress or, you know, these places where you can order products from China, BJ Novak, Novak's face is showing up on a lot of products. 
Um, his, his, his face has been used for ponchos, for face paint, cologne, and electric razors. Um, mostly for, you know, products based in Asia, right? Um, now, we have talked about the right of publicity and using celebrities' faces to sell your items. That is usually a big no-no, but apparently a photo of BJ Novak got uploaded into what is called the Creative Commons, which is uh, essentially a database of royalty-free photos that you can use. Uh, and somehow a picture of him got uploaded in there, and it has been used on so many different products that BJ Novak actually has um, a section of his Instagram that is dedicated to products that are using his face to sell their things. Now, BJ Novak, he's taking all of this in stride. He thinks it's really funny. But if he wanted to, he could actually sue these companies that are using his face to sell his products. Hello, Flesh 87 right? He could sue these companies because it's one thing for your picture to be used in the public domain, but as a celebrity, if you're using his face to make a profit and sell your products, you're supposed to get his permission. BJ Novak, I guess he's not that petty. He's, I'm petty. I would, I would want my money, but he thinks it's funny. But this is just a cautionary tale for you. Don't go around here using celebrities' faces to sell your products if you don't have permission because you can get sued for a lot of money. There is something called right of publicity. Now, if you use their face, you know, or their photo for something, you know, I'm just making a collage, that's different. But if you are trying to use their face to make money, you can't do that because they make money from their face. So you can't just go and use their face. Kim Kardashian sued somebody for $10 million for using her face without her permission. An app was using her face, okay? Because she makes money with her face. Her face brings in a lot of dough. So if you want to use her face, you got to pay her money. So, um... I just thought that this was very funny. Um, BJ Novak, he has a good sense of humor. Um, but if it was me, I would be suing everybody and be like, run me my check. Okay? <laughs> but yeah. But those were the stories that uh, I wanted to share with you tonight. Um, I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me. Um, uh, we are going to be back here tomorrow night with more stories. If you find anything that you want me to talk about please send it to me, DM it to me, however you can reach me. Um, please make sure that you are booking your one-on-one -on -one sessions, guys. I'm going to stop taking sessions about the, a week before Christmas. So if you have anything you want to get done before 2021, before 2022, I should say, um, you know, make sure you're booking your appointments. Um, as well, uh, my craft store owners, make sure you pick up policies every craft store Every craft shop owner needs, um, you know, set up your return policies and your payment policies. Now, holidays, are they're not coming. Holidays are here, and people are looking for unique gifts, especially, you know, the supply chain is 
is doing all this nonsense. So I have a feeling that people are going to be shopping a lot smaller this year um, and more custom-made items because, you know, the, the larger mass-produced items just aren't necessarily going to be there, okay? Um, and you want to get your policies in order. Uh, as well, make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel and the podcast so you can watch this show at your leisure. Thank you so much, 76 Grimke. Um, so I will be back tomorrow. Um, DM me any questions that you have. Do we have any questions before we log off for the night? Do we, do we, do we? Um, <clears throat> do we? Anything? I'm gonna give y'all like 10 more seconds. Um, if not, have a wonderful evening, guys. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wear your masks. Uh, avoid large crowds. Um, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye.